Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. I am the new guy here, Kyle. If you missed last week's episode introducing me, go back and listen to that episode so you know who I am and why I'm here. And obviously, Alana is with me. Alana, say hi. Hi, hi. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) So for those of you who follow us on Instagram, we put out a few stories in the past week asking you to ask questions. So Mm -hmm. I put out one asking the wives, what do you want to know about your husband? Is there anything that you want a guy's perspective on and then a one out there for the guys saying hey guys what do you need help with how can i we help you guys mm-hmm. and we got a lot of questions <laughs> a lot a lot <laughs> this episode could be three hours long but it won't be <laughs> it we'll won't just be. break it up into multiples <laughs> yeah but yes but like good questions. questions questions worth Very answering good. yes so I'm glad we're going to actually go through them, even though it will be yeah. a lot of questions. <laughs> It'll be good. Yes. Okay. So do you want me to like ask you a question and then you can just like answer it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Kyle. <laughs> yes. Thoughts on lingerie. <laughs> okay. When I first saw this question, I laughed kind of. No, I did. Because... Assuming the question is asking, what are guys' thoughts on lingerie? My answer is, <laughs> I'm yet to meet a guy who doesn't like them. Right. <laughs> so lingerie is always a good idea from the guy. But if the question is from the female perspective, what are your thoughts on women wearing lingerie? Like, is it okay to wear lingerie? Right. What are your thoughts on that? I would say yes. As long as it's something like you're comfortable in, something you, you know, are okay with wearing and you guys are married and I I don't see why that would be an issue. You see each other naked, so (laughs) why? Exactly. (laughs) Wouldn't it be weird to see each other with like (laughs) little strings of clothes? I don't know. I think, yeah, (laughs) probably would be fine. (laughs) Yep. I totally agree with that. I don't think there's an issue with it either way. Yeah. And like, is because... And I, I think it probably varies man to man. Like typically, I'm, from my perspective, I would assume men are cool with lingerie. That, that would be like a thing they'd be into. But maybe some guys are like indifferent to it. And they're like, you know what? I actually prefer you when you wear my my soccer jersey to bed. You know, that's a bigger turn right. to me than you wearing lingerie. Or, you know, when you wear nothing, that's that's ideal. Because then I don't have to try and fiddle with clasps. Like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a really good point. That is a good point. Um, I'll redirect this next question to you. How can my husband overcome being told sex was wrong for so many years? So this is a purity Mm -hmm. culture question. It seems Mm -hmm. like something you and Paris have dealt with extensively on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something like even myself, like, you know, I was told sex was wrong for so many years before getting married, right? Like, you're in those dating years and you're told it's bad and wrong and dirty and whatever. And so then to switch your mindset to then being married 
and wanting to have that with your spouse can be really difficult. So I totally, it's a totally valid question. I, I, I don't know why in my head it was purity culture affected women more than men, but obviously that's not true. Like I know there's definitely effects on men as well. And so it's a good reminder for me to remember that, you know, this isn't just a women's, a women's thing that purity culture, you know, left them with like PTSD, <laughs> but men mm-hmm. also were affected by it. So um, how can your husband overcome being like, I think a lot of it starts in the mind and really just praying through it and realizing that God created sex within marriage to be a really good and holy thing and to try and repeat that over yourself, you know, reading Song of Solomon, realizing that, you know, this is a beautiful gift from the Lord for you and your wife. So it's not wrong and dirty anymore. Like now it's a gift. And I know it, it's, a, it's a bit of a, a jump to get there. But over time, just like continuing to pray over it, to talk about it with your spouse and be like, hey, this is something I am struggling with. Like, can we talk about it and figure out how this can be something? Like, how can we switch it in my mind, right? But I think too, having people around you to encourage you, which like maybe men don't talk about sex as as much, but I remember, and I've said this before, like I was talking to a friend and I was like, yeah, you know, we haven't really been intimate much lately. It's been so busy and whatever. And my friend's like, well, why not? Like sex is fun. Like sex is a great thing. Why aren't you having sex? And I was like, oh, Mm. like I needed someone to just be like, that's like, why? Like, why not? So anyways, that could be a part of it too, where you just need to kind of switch that in your mind and just kind of, you know, punch yourself in the gut and be like, no, (laughs) why, why am I thinking this? I don't need to think this. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I think, like I said, you and Paris have covered this previously on the podcast, so feel free to go back and search and listen to those previous episodes because those totally. will be super helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, an, a series, I think, on purity culture where we'll definitely cover this um, a lot more in depth. So check that one out. Yeah. I'm just looking it up. It was August of 2021. We'll link it in the show notes, but there's a few episodes from August of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, why is there attitude from the man when the woman doesn't want sex? Oof. Yeah, this is this is yeah, common. Um, ah. My initial response is it feels like rejection, mm-hmm. and guys don't like to feel like that. So, teaser next week podcast episode is on oh no previous week i guess if you're listening to this right now previous week's right. episode was on rejection yeah so go back and listen to that episode um but yeah maybe he's just not having that need met and not having your needs met can be frustrating and maybe there's another need in the marriage that's not being met and it's coming out in this scenario so mm-hmm. Like most of our answers, communication, communication, communication. Ask yeah. him, hey, why, why am I getting attitude right now? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And hopefully he's willing to be open and honest and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling this right now when you yeah. do this or yeah, whatever it is. And too, like it makes me think like, so if this is a woman asking this question, kind of obviously I feel like um, for the woman who doesn't want sex, 
it's also, you know, if you listen to our rejection episode, you'll hear this more in depth, but it's like, okay, well, why don't you want sex? Right? Not that you always have to say yes to sex. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, if you're saying no repeatedly, you have to kind of switch it around in your mind to be like, okay, if I was the one to be initiating with my husband and he was constantly saying, no, I don't, I'm not in the mood or I don't want to, like, would you not also, like, it would hurt your feelings. Like, you, you would feel like you needed to put up a wall. You need to create distance. You need to, because you would have hurt feelings. And that the natural instinct in us, like, when we're hurt is to kind of, you know, kind of turn in. And mm-hmm. so I think that might come across, like, if you're rejecting your husband time after time, he's going to kind of, not that this is right to to turn in on ourselves, but as humans, it kind of, we create distance because we're feeling hurt. So I think there's Absolutely. definitely more to it than just why is their attitude? It's kind of like, okay, well, let's go to the, to the root of more. <laughs> let's go dig a yes, deeper. Definitely. But, but yes. we go more in depth in last week's episode for sure, where we cover this, like the entire episode. So yeah, check that one out. I'll toss this next question to you. How do I convince my husband that getting to orgasm is a journey and not a personal failure of the husband? So I guess this is a two-parter, I guess. Like, how do I convince my husband or getting to orgasm is a journey? And then how can I convince him that he's not a failure? Right. Um, okay. So sex in general is a journey. I don't think achieving an orgasm is any different. Like if you're thinking about it, like playing a sport, you're learning a sport at first, you're not so good at it, but as you practice, as you do it more often, you get better at it. For example, totally, you know, yep. similar good to analogy. sex, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Um, and I don't think have like achieving an orgasm is an exception to that. I know it's, it's different in the sense that, and it has to kind of answers the next question, is for a woman to orgasm, I think it requires more work on her part. And that's why it's mm-hmm. not the failure of the husband because a lot of that, being able to achieve that is on the woman if she's wanting to achieve an orgasm. She needs to know what feels good. She needs to know where it feels good. And those are things that your husband, who's not a mind reader, would not know. <laughs> so I think not. you need to explain to your husband, you know, if he's feeling like, oh, I'm I'm not doing my job because you you aren't orgasming and you have to be like, you know, dude, that's kind of on me. Like this isn't necessarily on you. Like, yes, we're a team and we do this together, obviously. But as a woman, I think you have to kind of take the reins and, you know, together, you know, explore your body, feels what like find out what feels good what can help you get there. And then you just start practicing together <laughs> to, to be able to do that together. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's definitely, I'm, I feel sad that this guy would feel like a failure because he's not able to have her orgasm. But I think, yeah, just remembering that it is a journey and that this stuff takes time. And if you're the one, like the woman who's trying to achieve that, you got to put the work in to figure this out. Cause your husband's not going to know he's going to have no clue. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that's, that's a great answer. You killed that one. 
Okay. And I think one thing that I would add maybe is like have a night if it's, you know, a sex night or even schedule it like, hey, tonight we're just going to explore together. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't have to be sex. Maybe that's how it ends. But like, we're just going to figure out what feels good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's super healthy. Yeah. And if you listen to our orgasm episodes, Paris and I touched on um, like way back like the womanhood diaries ones. There were like some of the initial episodes we talked, we had two different episodes on orgasms and we talked about different positions that can be helpful or things like that. So, and to achieve whether it's like a clitoral orgasm or like a G spot orgasm, whatever, like we talked about that more in depth. So listen to that one too, um, would maybe be helpful as well. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Do guys still enjoy fingering? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I think my answer is going to be if the wife likes it and gets pleasure from it, then it's still a thing. Then it's if a thing. If she doesn't like it and doesn't get pleasure from it, then maybe don't do it. Um, so yeah, like if that's something you and your husband enjoy doing, go for it. If you don't, you're not forced to. So no, don't do it. <laughs> they don't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, the first part, like, do guys still enjoy it? So I think it was in sheet music, but great book, by the way. If, But he talks about how guys get more pleasure from pleasing their wife than they do from receiving pleasure themselves. Right. So guys or wife, if you really enjoy fingering then he's really going to enjoy it if you're getting a lot of pleasure from it yeah so yes it is still a thing in that scenario Mm -hmm. yeah and that's one of those things where you just would have to voice your opinion because it's like or maybe it's something you've never tried and so you're like i don't know if i like it or not put that in the in the calendar on your exploration (laughs) exploration night yes (laughs) we're like let's try this because you never know Definitely. All right. So I think we have time for some more questions. Let's keep rolling. Okay. The connection and emotional side of sex. I want to know that it's meaningful to my husband and not just physical. Oof. Not just physical. I saw a really great reel on Instagram, I think last week. And the quote was, Women want to feel loved to make love. Men want to make love to feel loved. Mm. And I thought it was so accurate. And I think it's uh, really kind of an answer to this question. Like, it's meaningful to your husband because that's how he maybe, Mm. likely, is feeling loved. Whereas for you, the wife, you probably want to feel loved before you want to make love. Mm-hmm. So the guy is feeling his, yes, it's a physical connection. Yes, it's a sexual connection, but the guy's getting his emotional connection from sex as well. Right. Yeah. It reminds me too of like the whole like slow cooker versus microwave analogy where it's like women are slow yes. cookers, right? And it takes more time. And so I think the emotional connection part plays into that. Um, yeah, where if your husband is feeding into your love languages, 
or, you know, if you're, I don't know, you're just making time to connect throughout your day, you're sending a text to say you love each other or whatever. Like I think being intentional about doing things like that helps, but I guess that doesn't like really answer the question. I want to know it's meaningful, my husband, and not just physical. But I think it it does it does require that. I feel like I feel like this is a conversation thing. I feel like you just need to talk to your husband about this and be like, I feel like it's more of like a physical transaction and less of an intimate connection. How can we change this? You know, how can you be feeding into me throughout my day by, you know, my love languages or sending me a text to let you know you appreciate me, whatnot, so that I can know that it's not just physical. Like, I think it would be a requirement for you're like explaining needs that you have that aren't being met to say like, hey, I want it to be more than just physical. I want it to also be emotional. Maybe. Yeah. No, I like that. And again, like most of our answers, communication, communication, communication. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. Ask him yeah. how he feels. Maybe he does feel it isn't. Maybe there is an emotional connection. He just hasn't voiced it. Yeah. And maybe there's like different stuff going on where there's like, okay, maybe we should get some counseling involved because maybe to him it's like just physical, right? You honestly never know yeah. where, where you're like, okay, we need to just talk this out with someone and, you know, figure out how we can get back on track so that we're both on the same page. Definitely. Well. Yeah. All right. If you struggle with a porn addiction, what is the best thing your wife can do to help? Hmm. So this is a big, yeah, great question. This is a big part of my story. So Mm -hmm. I will just share from experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think first off to the wife, don't be your husband's accountability partner. Mm -hmm. I think if you're using some software like Covenant Eyes and um, you're like Covenant Eyes sends out a weekly or daily report, depending on how you set it. Right. I think it's okay if the wife receives the report or a synopsis of the report, maybe if she's at like a level of, I don't want to use the word maturity because it makes it sound like the opposite is immature, but right. if she's, in a good headspace where seeing a negative one wouldn't turn her into a t- put her in a tailspin. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I think the guy needs to find another guy to be accountable to and the reports need to go there. And then if the wife is okay with it, I think it's okay that she gets it, but all the accountability, all the confession, all the other stuff goes through the accountability partner and the wife is there depending on whatever agreement the husband and wife have. Um, And I guess another thing, a a lot of women often feel like, okay, what is he getting from porn that he's not getting at home? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Is it Mm -hmm. because the girls look different? Is it because they're doing different things? So ask him, like, if you're okay getting an honest answer and hearing an answer you may not want to hear, it's a, I mean, it's a very vulnerable question to ask. So yeah, if you're okay asking it, ask it. Um, and then from a guy's perspective, this is 
really hard for women to wrap their minds around sometimes, but like it's an addiction. If he could stop, he would. If he could just choose one day to not do it anymore, he absolutely would. Mm -hmm. So as hard as it is to not take it personally, from speaking to the woman, Mm -hmm. really do your best to not take it personally because he's not trying to hurt you on purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, And then pray for him. Right. Like don't think this needs to be something that stays within the marriage and within whatever accountability relationships it is. Don't gossip about it. Don't talk to the girlfriends about it. Mm -hmm. Unless that's something that you and your husband have discussed ahead of time and you want to get advice or something. Yeah. And if he does come to you confessing, try not to reprimand him for it. Try to be gentle and try to forgive. And remember that just because you forgive doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You're allowed to feel hurt. That's totally normal and acceptable. So forgiving doesn't mean that the hurt is gone. And so guys, if your wife forgives you, it doesn't mean you still haven't hurt her. Like you've still hurt her and there's still damage there that will eventually need to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too, like it reminds me, there's, um, we had Rosie McKinney on our podcast, um, Fight for Love Ministries. Mm-hmm. And her her whole ministry is all geared towards the women um, whose husbands are struggling with a porn addiction. And so it's just like amazing the amount of resources that she has there um, from like, you know, there's different like Facebook groups or support groups. Because um, something she was like found is there's often, you know, support groups for these people that are struggling with this. But where is the support for the women who are also struggling with this and that kind of thing? So, or not the mm. women are struggling with it, but the women's husbands are. And so they're feeling isolated and they have all these questions and whatnot. So anyways, we touched more on that. So we can link that one as well. But um Totally. Yeah. Fight for Love Ministries has a is a wealth of of knowledge there as well, specifically for the wives if your husband is struggling with that. Awesome. All right, moving on. How do I create space so that my husband feels safe for emotional intimacy? Hmm. Lots of emotional intimacy. Which is yeah, good. this is yeah, and this shows up a lot in the DMs too. Like this is uh, mm-hmm. definitely a popular thing. Yeah, I know we should devote devote another episode to this specifically, where we can just kind of mm-hmm. talk for a long time about it. But um, briefly, for now, I guess. Um, so emotional intimacy, like we kind of mentioned earlier, is totally crucial in the sense that, like, if that is lacking, you might feel a disconnect. I don't know if it's for men as well, but I'm speaking as a woman in a sense, I suppose, if you are feeling that lack of emotional connection, you might feel like disconnected or like the lack of love or safety within your marriage. Like that's like, say you have an argument that's just kind of lying underneath the surface, right? This, the same amount of emotional intimacy isn't really there because you feel this like tension, this disconnect that you're kind of unable to really like, you know, like link hearts, right? Because there's something going on. So Mm -hmm. you can see how if there was stuff going on, that would then translate into your intimate life as well. Because you're like, well, no, I don't want to have sex with you if I'm not feeling connected with you and I'm not feeling, you know, that, (laughs) right? It would be really difficult to try and conjure up sex without that. So 
um, rebuilding totally. that connection can take time. So if there's been disconnect, it will require lots of, you know, patience and love, but some things to, you know, try and create that safe space for your husband would be to be sharing your heart, being vulnerable first and like laying things out on the table to show that it's possible to be, you know, open and vulnerable with your spouse, um, being generous with your words so that they feel connected, they feel seen, they feel valued. Um, And I think too, prioritizing joy, I think is often forgotten about. Like I think Mm. we can be so focused in on like, oh yeah, sex is such a sacred thing and it's so intense and it's so whatever. And yeah, it is. It's a beautiful gift from the Lord, but he also, (laughs) it's a joyful thing too. And like to try and do things together that spark joy in your hearts, whether it's like you're going out for ice cream, you're going for bike rides, you're going to go play laser tag. You're going to do things that are just out of the norm that kind of help build that, you know, quality time, laughing till it hurts kind of connection, I think is important. Have fun. About that one. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's big. I think the only thing I would add is praise him publicly. If he does mm. something like really well in public, like point it out. Or if he did something really well privately, like talk about it in public, make him feel special in front of other people. Mm. I think that's uh, a, a way to kind of lift him up. And when guys feel special and important, I think they're more likely to be vulnerable in private. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So what can I do to help my husband feel freer to talk about our sex life and expectations? Hmm. Yeah. I Guess think what our having... answer is going to be, guys. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> have the conversation. Just yes, do it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it doesn't have to be this like fancy sit down. And, you know what, honey? I really need to have a talk to you about this. We need to, we need to talk about it. We need to lay everything on the table. It's like, no, just start really small. Start really basic. Just your best friends. So just talk like best friends do. Um, and use us as like a springboard into conversations. Be like, hey, there's this account I follow and they have this highlight that's full of connect questions. Why don't we go through some of them on our next date night? And we can like each pull it up on our phones and ask some questions back and forth or whatever. Yes. Like, boom, you open the door to conversation. Um, and there's so many different kinds of connect questions we have that like, you'll cover a variety of things. They're not just all honed in like specifically on sex the whole time. So you're like putting them in a corner to answer tough questions. It's like, no, you can just make it a variety and make it enjoyable for both of you. Yeah. And I think if the goal is to get more conversation around your sex life and your sexual expectations, I think like you mentioned, those simple connect questions can be a gateway to those deeper questions. Because if someone doesn't want to talk about regular connect questions going right into the sex expectations is probably not going to go too well totally yeah do you talk about other things in life (laughs) yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly so and i think the other thing i would add there maybe to the wife is start it yourself like you initiate like hey this is how i feel our sex life is going right now what do you think Mm-hmm. And maybe he's open to responding to that question. Maybe he's not. But I think starting it yourself 
is is a is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But something else that comes to mind is, as the wife, if you're bringing up these questions, you have to be willing to listen to his answer, whether you mm-hmm. like the answer mm-hmm. or not. Good point. Because Good point. there's so many times you you ask these questions, you're like, well, how do you feel about our sex life? It's like, well, actually, you know what? I'm, it's probably on a scale of one to 10. It's about a three right now. It's not great. Well, oh my goodness, hurt feelings. And, you know, things come up when you're instantly like creating walls because you didn't like that answer. And you're like, if you want to have those talks, you have to be willing to actually like talk things through and, you know, listen and have those hard conversations. If they come up, they might not. It might be great. And that's amazing. But if there's stuff that comes up, you got to be willing to have the conversations and not just bulldoze and I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I totally think that's a great point to add there. All right. And last question. Do we really have to instigate? instigate? I'm going to assume this is, I think, instigate and initiate like, do we have to oh. initiate sex? Do we have to initiate sex? That's right, right, my right, right. guess. Is what's, right, right. What's going okay, on here. so probably so. a question from a wife asking if she needs to be the one to initiate sex. Yeah, that's how I'm interpreting it. Okay. So, do you have to? No, I guess you don't. But I, from a male perspective, will tell you that your husband will feel very, very, very loved if you do. Right, yeah. And I think... Take it out of the bedroom for a second. When you ask your husband to do something and he goes and does it, that's great. He listened. He did what you asked. He respected your wishes. When your husband does something you want to do and you don't have to ask for it, it probably means a lot more to you. Yeah. So if the husband, so if the husband is asking you to initiate sex and you do it, that's great. If you initiate sex without him having to say anything, Mm-hmm. that's going to be infinitely better for him. Yeah. So I think it's always a good idea. Mm-hmm. He's not going to turn you down, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a really, really good way to put it. Um, and I, I think it's one of those things where if it's uncomfortable for you to initiate or it's not on your mind, just practice. Like, just do it occasionally. Like, just – just do the thing, like do it. Um, because it's something that if it's like, well, my husband's always the one to initiate and I never do. It's like, okay, well, why? Maybe. So <laughs> I feel like I've always been the one to be like, but why? <laughs> but really like take a second to look inside and be like, why, why am I not initiating? Is it because my husband initiates like always, like before I would even have a chance to like, I don't know. So maybe a challenge to you would be like, think, like, look into your coming week ahead. Is there a night that you could initiate something where you can even like plan it so it's kind of exciting and you're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to, you know, do it in a different room on this night and I'm going to initiate and see if he wants to do it then. Or I'm going to jump into the shower when he's in the shower. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something like that to, to make it fun and interesting. And then maybe it'll be more enticing to initiate if it's something you're not used to doing. Yeah. And I, I don't think initiating has to be like, you know, jumping on them and just going wild right away. Initiating can be like, I think initiating can be a text message during the day, during the day. Yep. Hey babe, 
can't wait for you to get home tonight. I have something special for you. That's initiating in my mind, right? Yeah. Or at least starting it. Um, So it doesn't have to be like a physical thing because I think most people would be way more comfortable sending a text message than just jumping on their husband out of nowhere. Totally. Yeah. Or even something as simple as, oh, you get home from work and instead of just giving him a little kiss, you give him like a full-on, full-on makeout kiss. It's kind of like, oh, okay. That's like lit the spark a little bit. So then we'll continue this later on tonight. That's the appetizer. Right? Right? So I think, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. And I mean, it's your spouse, no, not so it, at all. nothing should be big and scary if you just, I don't know. Exactly. Just try it. So that was a lot of questions. And there's still so many more to go. So You've got nine pages of questions left. <laughs> oh. But good ones. Like, these are good questions. So yes, again, yes. so grateful to all of you for trusting us with these and being vulnerable enough to share them because that's never easy. So thank you. We appreciate it. And And we will do our best to go through as many of these as we can. Yeah. And thank you, Kyle, for being a man to to answer them too. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. No, this is fun. I love, I love doing this stuff and hopefully you listeners out there got something from this. And Mm -hmm. if your question got answered, great. Hopefully we did a good job answering your question. And if not, the DMs are always open. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.